My name is Jolie, and you haven't heard from us in a while because instead of therapy, I decided to tear apart my kitchen when I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> it looks really good. It looks really good. I'm shocked. But like seriously, demoing was amazing. I could only imagine how cathartic that would be, like smashing down the kitchen in which you have some unpleasant memories. Hello, I'm Jem, and I've had a really nice month, and I'm happy to be here <laughs> for recording again. anything funny or anything interesting to say. I'm just like glad that I'm here. A nice month is a good thing to say. Yeah. I mean, honestly, my life has been like kind of falling apart. But when I like reflect on my personal happiness and like things I've gotten done, I feel good. Fuck yeah, man. I mean, I know it always feels boring to be like, yeah, my life is fine right now. Yeah, I feel good. Isn't that a like big accomplishment? Like even if you don't have anything major going on or anything to like really say, oh, be impressed by me. It's just like, I just like my life right now. Yeah, I had therapy today. I'm like, I don't know what to talk about. (laughs) I'm not going to cry once this therapy session. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't even cry. Your therapist is like throwing you a parade. (laughs) (laughs) I know, right? I love her. Like, are we friends? (laughs) She's like, we're not. No, we we are not. (laughs) You don't need to pay for friends. (laughs) Wait, what? (laughs) I mean, technically, if you have to pay somebody, they're not your friends. But it's okay if you're using that as like a social... This is my social time where I get to practice being social so that I can go out and make friends that I don't pay. Yeah. That's how I always thought about cuddling. People would be like, can we go hang out? And I'm like, no, we really can't because you can't have a friendship with somebody that you pay. Yeah, because it kind of like crosses some sort of weird line. Well, it's just like a power imbalance. I'm like, you, sh- you don't need to pay for friends. Well, I'm your practice. Well, I'm so you're comfortable. Like- What about like sugar daddy, sugar baby relationship? That's still like a power imbalance. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, if you're having to pay the person, you cannot depend on their feelings not being a reflection of your payment. Honestly, that's like my life's biggest regret is like never having a sugar daddy. You know, I thought about it, but I'm such a surly person that I just don't think that I I would work in that dynamic. They'd be like, I'm paying you. Why are you so mean to me? I'm like, because you're being an idiot right now. Some people are into that. I did have a person that I was cuddling who asked me to be a dom. And I was like, I don't feel like that's a good combo. Because like, (laughs) if I start saying something that's like, I'm not a mean person anyway. I don't like saying mean things to people. Yeah. Like if it's ever mean, it's not because I've just wanted to say something mean. It's because I've thought about it and thought about it. And the only way to say it is going to come out mean. Yeah. And you're like direct. Yeah, there's a difference between being direct and like intentionally harmful. Right. So I always try to say it in like the nicest way. But I feel like if I started saying mean things to somebody, it would start to become real for Mm -hmm. me. I wouldn't be able to divorce the things that I said from the way that I felt about that person. Interesting. Yeah. And like maybe there's a a benefit to that if you're doing it. Yeah. Like actually think of somebody in those terms. But for me, I just don't think that, I don't know. I don't think I could separate myself from like, the things that I was saying. Yeah, I get that. I understand. I would be terrible at that. And also because like, if I was left to my own devices, I'd be highly critical. So for me, exercising that critical nature would be like making it take over. (laughs) Like I've I've had to work very hard not to be critical. Like I'm critical of myself, but I try to be like fair with everybody else. Yeah, or at least like be critical and don't say anything. Yeah, I can like think it in my head and think, "Mm, you're being unfair right now. What's your sign? Are you a Scorpio? Yeah. 
I always ask people that question. I'm like, mm, I actually only really know about my own. So anyway. <laughs> well, that means nothing to me, but it's good to know. <laughs> it's weird because with Scorpios, people are always like, oh, you you must be like the most sexual and you're always angry. I'm like, actually, I, I'm really kind of a chill person in general, but like yeah. I'm, I'm a no bullshit person. Yeah, you That's are where a it no comes bullshit off. person. I was asking because Allie, my bestie, she's a Libra and she like acts like that, like yeah. just like super critical and like she hates it about herself. Yeah. I think once you realize it though, you then have the power to change it and to start fixing the way that you associate with it. Like your first thought is not always the one that you would naturally have. It's sometimes you're just programmed. Mm-hmm. And like my family was deeply critical. Our family dynamic was so unhealthy and like not okay. And we're, we're all trying to get through it. But mm-hmm. like, you know, it's, it's hard. I feel like the, the first thought that you have is your training. And then the second thought you have is really who you are. So if the second yeah. thought you have is like, yeah, that's good. Then you got to think about yourself just a little bit more. But yeah, for sure. If the second thought you have is like, ooh, I don't like that. I don't like that about myself. I don't like it when people do that to me. I don't want to do it to somebody else. Mm-hmm. Then I think you can work around it. And you might always have the impulse. Mm-hmm. But like, at least then you're working through it. Yeah, I mean, and that kind of technique is good for like being a crybaby or being like too angry or, you know, it's yeah. like behavioral modification or whatever. Isn't that like technically dialectical behavior? Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. I did DBT forever. So I haven't done that. I've done CBT and I've done just regular psychotherapy. Yeah. DBT is like um, like mindfulness. Okay. Mindfulness for the mentally ill. Don't we all? Yeah, right? Don't no, we all I mean, need I that? think it's great. It's just sort of like mindfulness practices like reiterated in like more of a therapy kind of way like skills you can do because a lot of it has to do with like self-harm reduction yeah. and stuff. So same kind of principle. It's like, okay, like you have this feeling and that's okay, but like... How can we redirect it? Yeah, like let it pass. Like pay attention to, you know, the sound of the rain outside. Or, yeah, five like, things you can... Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like identify things in the room or right. like mindful eating is kind of cool too. Like eating and then like really thinking about like the texture and the flavors. And I feel like that's what foodies do naturally, oh, sure. which is like exciting to me. I'm like, yeah. oh wow, you're just like really involved in it. That's amazing. Yeah, right? Fuck yeah. I know where I'm just like, I like to eat food. This one's delicious because it's delicious. Mm-hmm. They're like, mm, I'm, I'm sensing in the, in the background just like a tiny hint of like a truffle oil. And I'm like, this tastes yum. Right? I ate it too fast to notice. <laughs> but it's weird because I am really picky with food. Like I don't like casseroles because it's all one flavor. And it mm. usually ends up being like all one texture too. And it just feels like I'm eating like shit. Oh, I love casseroles. Like not all mm. of them, but I like green bean casserole. A little bit of green bean casserole. Not a big deal. Like if it's yeah. on the side of your plate, but I'm talking about like Midwest casseroles. I can't fucking stand it. It's just nasty. It's all one flavor. It's all one texture. And I'm just like, <laughs> what about like a pot pie? I'm okay with a pot pie because you can still make the veggies inside kind of crisp. Totally. Yeah. And then there's like the chewiness of like if you do like a meat. And then mm-hmm. you have like the flakiness of the bread. So it, it doesn't end up being as much of a all one sensation or all yeah. one well, texture. Well, same thing with green bean casserole. If you don't use canned ones, it's like yeah. they're textured. And I don't know, I've been making an enchilada casserole for like years because I'm too lazy to roll them. <laughs> and I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't have a good segue. Fabulous. I love it. We are going to talk about dark patterns. Dark patterns. Is this like a psychological principle? Kind of. It's like a design. It's like a design principle that is like rooted in deception and dishonesty. Love it. So basically, like we as humans 
are lazy in the face of like boring shit. Yeah, novelty. Exactly. Like we're not interested in doing something boring. If we had the option between choosing like, this is really about like terms of service and stuff like that. You know, like all of this dark pattern design, like this is basically like web design that's used to manipulate, to make choices that give away our privacy, that give away our friends information, that make it so we subscribe to stuff we don't want to subscribe to. Yuck. Dark design is the practice of creating user interfaces that are intentionally designed to trick or deceive the user. It's a very effective way to encourage users to spend more time and money and to deny their own privacy. This is like taught to web designers. Like it's kind of like part of web design now. Okay, so there's like all sorts of different ways that dark patterns appear on different websites. And I'm sure me just kind of saying it's ways that websites deceive you. I'm sure like off the top of your head, you can come up with a few. Yeah, absolutely. For example, I mean, like I said already, like the terms and conditions, nobody wants to read that shit. Absurdly long user agreements. Yeah, and also it's like when a page looks like one thing, but it's actually like saying something different, you know? So you're like, oh, I want to unsubscribe from this. And it's like, okay, cool. Like you are unsubscribing. But then if you don't like take one more action, you haven't unsubscribed. Right, so it'll look like you've unsubscribed. It'll say, thank you for unsubscribing. Totally. And then it'll like say, continue. Yeah. Fuck you. Exactly. (laughs) don't want to anymore. Yeah, so that's called confirm shaming, you know? So like when you get guilted into... Like, are you sure the children would really love it if you would continue to receive our email? Yeah. Or like, I don't like sales. Like it'll say stuff like that. Like enter your email for 15% off or no, I'm not interested in saving money. (sighs) I mean, I've seen that, you know, like kind of often. It's just yucky. (laughs) Yeah. The one I wrote down is no, I hate reading about interesting things. (laughs) You know, for like, I I truly do. (laughs) Well, you know, for like, what's that? um, What's that website? Like the Telegram or Independent? Oh, the Telegraph? Yeah, the telegraph, like that one always does that. Like sign up or you must like be an illiterate dummy. (laughs) You're a real dipshit if you don't want to get in on this like 30 day deal. (laughs) So that's one of them, the confirm shaming. So like when you say, I don't want to do this, they make you feel like shit about it. That in itself isn't that terrible, you know, and there's a few different things that aren't that terrible, but like when all compiled together, it becomes something terrible, you know, because this is intentional design to manipulate you to spend money but also to like give away your data. Yeah. And that's the part that is really under criticism right now. You know, there's been several lawsuits. I think right now Google is going through a lawsuit. That shit's crazy. I can't wait to talk about it. Backtracking a little bit. It's like, you know, pop-ups, like pop-ups on your page. Like now lately, I don't know if you've experienced this, but I definitely have more often where it's like cookie banners. So it's like, that wasn't happening before. That's an EU thing. But that's actually really awesome. Like right now I'm dealing with some stupid shit with Twitter. Like, my Twitter was deactivated last year for aggressively retweeting. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just don't even understand. Well, I mean, I was in a lot of like retweet groups to artificially build engagement. Oh, okay, and that like is not allowed, I guess. I see. And I was caught because I had on a bra like in my banner photo and you could like kind of see my nipple. So like that must have reported me or like somebody reported me or AI or some shit. They saw that I was aggressively retweeting when I tried to like appeal that decision. So I'm like, oh my God, my bad. I'll change it. I was permanently banned, but I wasn't informed that it was a permanent ban. I was just like, okay, you're not going to reinstate my account, whatever. Fast forward to like a year later, I started selling NFTs and I didn't really know how I could market them because I wasn't safe to do it on different social media platforms. I'm just like, what do I do? So I made a new Twitter. I didn't know that I wasn't allowed to make a new Twitter. You should have been told we're shutting down your account. You are not allowed to make a new Twitter. Yeah. Well, and in this instance, they did tell me that and they told me that I like, violated some like abuse 
thing by having multiple accounts. I mean, it's just a load of shit. It's so stupid. So like what happened was I was using that account. I logged in from my personal phone. Mm-hmm. I always just use like my work phone to log in. And then all of a sudden it knew from the IP that it was me, like the band bitch or whatever, you know? Oh my God. And then it asked me to like confirm my phone number and not thinking about it because I didn't realize that I like as a human being, I wasn't allowed to ever use Twitter again. I just entered it and then I got deleted. And now the thing is they don't delete you. They ban you. So now when you go to my account, it's like this user has been banned. So now like- No, it just looks shitty. Yeah, it just looks shitty. Looks like you've been like retweeting like white supremacist shit or something. Yeah, like it looks Because that's what I would assume. I would assume that you've been retweeting shit that's like insane or that you were like drumming up hate because that to me says, okay, yeah, ban for life. Yeah. Not like- aggressively retweeting or whatever. Yeah, and like retweeting like people's topless pictures. You know what I mean? Right. It's not like I was retweeting, yeah, exactly, like white supremacy or like anything like, and I quote, like fucked up because to some people that would be fucked up what I was doing. But it's not. You're allowed to do that. You're allowed to have explicit content on Twitter, but not in your banner because that's how this all started. But uh. there's more to it. They won't delete my account. So I like message them. Hey, like I'm not trying to appeal your decision. Right. I don't want to appeal. Like, can you just delete this? Because it's harmful to me having it here. And they just won't. They just keep writing back to me saying like, we refuse to appeal it. So then I started reading about this, that EU law. And I guess like because of that new law and like data privacy, there's ways to get it removed. But we're in the US. So it's it's useless to me. TikTok has new terms of service. Part of it is that in like the judgments they're making of like whose account to push, they're going to look at your activity on other social media websites. What website. the fuck? That should, no. That's in their terms and conditions. And that so then this thing on Twitter just is fucking up my life. That's insanity. <laughs> I know. It's just driving me crazy. And like that everybody- should not be a thing. It really shouldn't. It's weird. They I mean, shouldn't be able to track you across multiple platforms. Yeah, it's very weird. Like I can understand like the Instagram, Facebook thing because those two are linked, like Facebook owns Instagram, but like TikTok should not be able to track you on a platform that they don't own. Right. And like the types of things that you do on other platforms don't necessarily reflect the type of behavior you'd have on another one. Right. That's just, that seems like a really easy way to target sex workers and and people. 100%. That's just, that's disgusting. It's like, oh, but you have an OnlyFans and we're not interested. It's like, but I'm not doing that here. I mean, it is crazy though. Like, cause even like I had posted something a few days ago and someone was like, this is violating terms of service. It wasn't violating terms of service. I was wearing a dress and I just asked people to say like a word that they associate with me, which was like opening a, <laughs> a can of worms, a can of worms. But thank you haters for all the engagement. Cause this was great for me. Um, <laughs> but you know, somebody just making this statement that like, I can't even like just be pretty and saying something. I've seen plenty of people who don't do sex work posting some of the most outrageous and egregious thirst traps I've ever seen in my life where it's like, they're like fitness models and stuff. And you're like, come, come the fuck on. Yeah. But now it's like TikTok can be like, oh, but they're fine. You know, it's like the same content. That's insanity to me. Yeah. Well, I mean, it is like a Chinese company and like their ideas of surveillance are different. Oh my God. The app is like targeted a little bit more towards children. Yeah. You know, but anyway. But when I look on my account, I never see things that are like outrageously sexualized. Like it's so, it's so rare because of like the algorithm, it's serving me exactly what I would want. Exactly. Like unless you're looking for sexy chicks, you're probably not going to find you. 
Right. That's what I don't understand either. And like, I get like all the funny ones or like, there's this one, uh, I want to say, well, I'm not even going to guess. She's this Asian lady. She's married to this American man and they live in like Los Angeles or something. And he's always like fucking with her a little bit to like make her angry at him. And she'll like oh, I've seen kick up her sandal and like throw it at him. <laughs> yeah, I've seen those. And you can tell that they have like a really good relationship, but she's always like kind of fucking with him and he's always fucking with her. <laughs> I love it. I love like TikTok They live with couples. her like elderly dad. It's yeah. so cute. I love but, like, like a, that's the kind of shit that I get started with, like cute animals. Well, exactly. Or that's like when people like talk shit. It's like, yeah, I mean, you're seeing this because that's what you're trying to look at. Yeah, so, so. maybe you're the pervert. <laughs> Not me. <laughs> yeah. Let's all just be perverts and be fine with it. Right? Or just like who fucking cares? If that's what you want to look at, then cool. Right? Then do it. I don't know. Anyway, like this isn't totally related to dark patterns, but it does have to do with this data sharing law. And a lot of like data sharing is happening because of dark patterns in web design. But anyway, so there is that new thing happening in the EU, the General Data Protection Regulation. Right. And it's basically just like they're not allowed to save cookies in your files Mm -hmm. unless you say absolutely yes. And that means that every time you leave their website, all of your like browsing history has been erased. So it's not good for things like if you go to a website often and kind of like want to have a shopping list of like, okay, these are the things Mm -hmm. that I'm looking at here. This is what I'm looking at here. But if you accept the cookies, then it'll save it for you. But if you don't, then like if you want to keep that privacy, then you have to like redo everything. It's kind of the same shit. It's like they ask you if you want to accept the cookies and it's like huge button, bright and colored. And then it's like, no, I don't. And it's like this like invisible X at the bottom. <laughs> I mean, it's just so funny because it's like, it has to be unambiguous consent. And you know, it isn't really. Anyway, because of this, there's like actually some stuff going on with GDPR actually like allowing people to have lawsuits about stuff that like maybe they wouldn't have been able to before. There's like a Facebook privacy critic whose name is Matt Max Schrems. And he right now is like using GDPR to sue some peeps. Facebook... Instagram, WhatsApp, and Android. Um, and he's arguing Android, that... Android, like the entire... Yeah, because of Google. Oh, okay. And also because of like the way the Google Play Store is, I guess. Mm-hmm. But anyway, he's arguing that companies are using a strategy of forced content uh, to continue processing people's personal data when the law like says that you can't do that. They're still doing it. He's like, no, we're not doing it. Trust us. Click the button. Well, it's something that he says that I like. He says, it's simple. Anything strictly necessary for a service does not need consent boxes anymore. For everything else, users must have a real choice to say yes or no. I mean, and this, Facebook has even blocked accounts of users who have not given consent, he adds. In the end, users only had the choice to delete the account or hit the agree button. I can understand if it's stuff like we don't tolerate like hate speech. It's like if you're going to, if you are not cool with that, then obviously like you can just delete your fucking account because fuck you. You don't need to. Yeah, but I think it's more about like agreeing to data sharing. Yeah, like agreeing to data sharing. You should be able to say no. And even if you have to like limit the other like features, Mm -hmm. you can still use your account. So I don't have the Facebook app on my phone. But anytime I want to use Messenger, even though I have the Messenger app, because Benny's mom will like message me on Messenger. And sometimes I like can't reply because it makes me download the Facebook app again, even though I have you the Messenger app. have to. That's it's very insanity. strange, you know, because there's no reason to do that. It's just like some weird shit where they're like, like, please look at us. Yeah. Something else that I read was about times when you need to click a consent box, the Facebook will send you like fake push notifications. So like yeah. you're doing it and then all of a sudden you get a notification. So you're just like, oh my God, somebody like wants me. And then you just are like, fuck it, whatever. I'm not reading it. Phantom notifications. Another thing that I read about 
that I thought was interesting was like Uber using phantom cars, like where people would think that there was more cars available in the area than there Ew. were. Yeah, I didn't really read that much about it just because it's That's a little too much of a tangent, but it's a whole thing where they were like the idea of there being a plentiful. So like, yeah, I could just go ahead and get a car. I'm not going to have to wait 30 minutes. Yeah, but then like you do. It's like, <laughs> And people, they were comparing like the driver's app to the passenger's app, you know, and it's just like completely different. And Uber's response to that was, well, like think of it more of like a screensaver, not as like an accurate depiction. It's not a screensaver though. So I don't know why I would need to think of it like a screensaver when it's not a screensaver. Right. But it's like, even that it's it's like insanity. That's a dark pattern because they're like, this is going to be quick and easy. There's so many cars. And then like you confirm it and it's like, (laughs) see you in 20. There's like smaller ways that it's used when you're shopping online, for example, like you're buying flights or something. The cheapest flights are, aren't like necessarily shown to you or like same thing with Priceline, how they'll show you like sponsored ads first and it like only kind of tells you it's sponsored. I mean, even Yelp does that. So stuff like that or having pre-checked boxes for like agreeing to, you know, donate oh, to charity or... sneaky. Yeah. And making it look like you have to do it in order to move on adding optional add-ons that cost money, but it's presented in a way that appears as just like a step to check out. Like I'm saying like, or, you know, having like a super bright colored continue button that like super tiny is like to buying all this other shit, you know? Right. It's like, oh God. So, you know, kind of going back to Facebook, social media platforms like really use this sort of design in many ways and kind of do it in like the creepiest way. Our attention is a product. The ability to maintain our attention then gives the app the ability to sell us shit. Yeah. Right. Then we're all agreeing to like, let them do all this stuff and like you monitor like who we talk to, where we are. Dude, I like can't even look at my notes because I'm like just so appalled by some of this stuff. Facebook was caught saying like that you're turning off your location data. Like you can turn it off, but it doesn't do anything. You're still being tracked. It's just scary, you know, because it's like we don't really have, I don't think that the common user of, you know, most social media are really honestly the internet in general. It's just so much stuff. Like, how could you possibly know about all of it? Exactly. And And even when you go in to try to like change your settings for like advertising and stuff, there are so many steps and so many things that you have to like delete that you're like, this is going to take me hours. Yeah, that's actually part of it. Like making it just like overwhelmingly complicated. It's so hard to just like not be all over the place because I just feel so appalled. But like, have you ever like inquired about how to cancel your Amazon account or like tried to? No. Because you like can't. You have to call customer support because there's just like, they do it on purpose. And then so it's- So that you don't want to because it's just like, you'd, you'd rather just like not deal with it. Yeah, when you go to the website and try to cancel your account there, it's basically like a whole list of reasons why like you should not cancel you know, and same thing with Facebook. Facebook like emotionally manipulates you like, oh, but Are you sure? But Jolie will miss you, you know, and I'd like see oh your picture God. or like when I stopped having the app and I would go like on my laptop, I would get notifications like that. Like, oh, your friends are doing all this stuff or and they want to hear from you. Uh-huh. Like, no, they don't. Yeah. It's like super manipulative. If they want to hear from me, weird. they have my phone number. So it's like, exactly. And <laughs> it, it's just sort of like abusive, like yeah. In so many different... It's guilt trippy. Yeah. It's super guilt trippy. Even like this stuff about like memories or like year in review. Yeah. It's like, well, 
okay, Jolie posted my friendversary. If I don't post the friendversary, then I'm going to look like a shit friend. And then we're both like, like posting do we actually shit. Do either of us actually care? Like it's cool to have that reflection already pre-made for you, but like, yeah, but it's also it fucking matter? weird. Yeah, like, and does anybody give a shit? Like, also, sometimes no. you get like, oh, here are some memories to look back on. You're like, I don't need to remember that. Right, that I was know. not a good memory. Why are you giving me this? <laughs> Delete that. <laughs> like, does your AI not recognize that this was a negative event in my life? Right, I know. <laughs> get with it. Like, Facebook is the worst. I have so much stuff to talk about, about Facebook. But there's also stuff that's less interesting that I'll mention right now. Duh, social media is doing this. But like YouTube also does it. And so does TikTok. Like TikTok's for, for your page in itself is a wonderful algorithm because like right. you're saying, you see exactly what you want to see, but it traps you. I will yeah. waste like my whole fucking night on TikTok. Yeah, I will start and be like, oh, I'm just going to watch this one thing that like you sent me or that somebody else sent me. And then I'm like, fuck, it's been 45 minutes. Dude, same. Or like, because <laughs> I have to look for sounds sometimes to use, you right. know? And then all of a sudden I'm like, well, now I don't have time to record them anymore because I've just been like, Scroll, you know, and infinitely scrolling. Well, and ads come through, you know? Yeah. So that's part of it or YouTube. And the, you can't always tell what's an ad. Have you noticed that? Yeah. I watched for like, I want to say five minutes, like a stream of like very sneaky ads of Asian housewives, like using really cool products. And I was like, holy shit. Wait, is this a store? Yeah. Like, I couldn't believe it. I was like, how did I get suckered into this shit? I'm like a relatively intelligent person. No, for I mean, the most part. And I just like totally bought into this whole like, oh, this is how this housewife like, you know, organizes her day. And, and I was just like, wait, all of these products. Uh, what the fuck? Yeah. You know, so that's like detrimental in the sense like that you feel stupid, but it's also detrimental in the fact, especially for like teens and yeah, stuff. younger kids with like less of a thought of, oh, people are trying to sell me shit. Yeah. You know, it's less like, discerning it's of like totally what's messed an ad up. and what's not. Yeah. And same thing. So, you know, YouTube does the ad on top of the video. So that way, like you have to watch it. Right. And then also the like up next or yeah. whatever on YouTube, like that is the same thing where it's just like... You get trapped into a cycle of just watching endless amounts of shit. Yeah. And seeing commercials in between it. Yeah. Well, what's really good about YouTube is that they do now... If you have a placed advertisement, like if the the content creator actually has advertisements within, they have to mark exactly where the advertisement is. So it pops up. But again, like with the kids stuff, they also get advertising. Mm -hmm. And it's not like a kid is going to recognize like, oh, this little, just this chunk here, they're trying to sell me something because they've been paid to. Well, you know, like Ryan, like Ryan's yeah. toy, like they got in some shit for it. And now like there's some other like Russian kids, Vlad and Nikki, and theirs will say like... Um, paid advertisement. Yeah. Or like Hot Wheels gave them all this stuff or... You right. Know, so, so it's still an advertisement, but it's like couched in the, but we're going to play with it. And it's so fun. Wow. Look at us. Yeah. Wouldn't you like to play with this too? Anything that you see is, it has the potential to be an advertisement, but I feel like some people do it in a way where it's like, hi, I'm about to sell you something real quick. Hold on. I know this is going to be annoying, but like, let me just get through it. If you support this advertiser, they indirectly support me too. Yeah. Know? And I think that that's really cool. You yeah. Know? And I think like, like to just be honest about it. Like I'm benefiting from this. Totally. YouTube does that with the up next. Yeah, we are just products. Our time is money. Then there's also like free game apps, you know, yeah. free game apps. Oh my God. Where, where you're just constantly like to get to the next Wordle level, you have to like watch an ad that like takes over your entire screen and like plays loud music. Yeah. And 
I mean, it's horrible. Or there's like the ones where it's the ad, but it kind of looks like a game and you're like, oh, cool. Yeah. You know, then you like click that, but then you're taken to the app store. And then, you know, stuff that's also kind of crazy. It's, I don't know if you've ever played Holio, but like mm-hmm. Holio is a game where like you start out as this tiny hole and everybody's a tiny hole. Like you play with other people in real life. And then like you take your hole to basically eat, <laughs> eat the city. So like there's a city and when your thing's small, like you can pick up like I'm just human I'm way too perverted and... for you to be having this conversation with me. You take your hole <laughs> and you put human bodies inside of it and oh then eventually God. buildings. And then your hole is going to get bigger. But anyway, I love it. It's really fun. <laughs> I'm winking. <laughs> Slut vibes. What's up? But uh, you can pay for your hole to start out bigger in the beginning of the game. So that way, like you already, you're like, you're having a hard time. <laughs> I'm really trying. I'm so trying. Like well, my eyes are watering. I'm like keeping it together so much. <laughs> okay. Well, whatever. It's like. So you can pay for like a leg up on your hole. Exactly. <laughs> oh my God. This is just like who we are. I know. Just, I like, can't help it. <laughs> but, but yeah, yeah. That's, fuck, that's fucked up because, you know, other people are playing from like the perspective of a we're all starting off at the same level and you're paying to like move up a level. Totally. And you can pay for like, you know, to have like a cuter hole. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to talk about a different game. (laughs) So like, you know, games where like you can update your avatar's clothing, for example. Yeah. You know, so you like look cooler or there's like a racing game that I like to play where you can like pay for a cooler car. Yeah. And it's like status in the game. All right, so you're you're paying for invisible products. Like exactly. obviously somebody had to design it, but like at the end of the day, that person who designed it is not getting that money. Totally. And it's just totally manipulative. Yeah. You know, because it's like, well, wait. Like Pokemon Go is like that. I will still occasionally buy clothing on Pokemon Go, but I always feel stupid. I'm like, 250 coins for this fucking sweater. Okay. <laughs> That's why I like Animal Crossing, because Animal Crossing, you can like buy new clothes and stuff, but you're not like spending money. Yeah, I mean, technically, you can do Pokemon Go without spending money. Really, but you because like, you can't put buy like clothes. your your Pokemon in gyms, and then you collect coins if they are in there for long enough. But if you don't want to wait, then you just buy. Yeah, if you don't want to wait, you just buy coins. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of what it's like in these other games too. You know, it's like, well, you can have the cool dragon now for three ninety nine, right? Or you can play for like another three months and then, <laughs> and then get it. And in both situations, the developers are profiting. Yeah. You know, either way, it doesn't make a difference. So, you know, because like, think about it. It's like 95% of all Android apps are free. Why all my research is about Androids when I am a firm iPhone user? I know. I don't know. Although the like new folding Samsung thing has me like thinking, I don't want to have to learn something exactly. new. I'm too I like, old. I like briefly got an LG, you know, it's like my work right. phone and I sold it. I was like, I have no fucking clue how to use it. I don't know what phone. you are. Yeah. <laughs> It's not a phone. And apparently the privacy is not even as good anymore as it used to be. Like it used to be all about privacy because iPhone has always been like a a privacy, you know, Oh, there's no such thing as privacy. Apparently. There really isn't. I mean, it's terrifying. I don't know. Like I'm going to talk about Google now, I think. So I started using something called DuckDuckGo, which is a different browser. Oh, yeah. Um, And it doesn't like track you. It doesn't track you. But your ISP can still track you. Uh, yeah. And Unless also, you're using like a VPN, I guess. Yeah, I use a VPN. What sucks about that is like in some ways, like, you know, the tracking is helpful. It's like right. if I Google something, the information that I get is more relevant to me. 
Right, because they're actually like saying, okay, well, based on that, even though she said this wrong, I'm going to guess that she means this. Yeah, or like when I had those people like shit talking me online and I had that like mean like blog about me. When I Googled my name, Google knew it was me. So to me, that is like the most relevant website. Right. You know, the most relevant information for the thing that you were looking for. Exactly. But looking on like DuckDuckGo, like it's not important at all. Right. You know, like it doesn't show up. It doesn't matter. And I think that's what makes like this sort of stuff tricky to people with the wording like kind of created already to confuse you, you know, and then like sort of thinking about pros and cons and, you know, especially Facebook and social media, the way that they say it, you know, with stuff, it's kind of like there's social implications to not being a part of it. You right. Know? Fear of missing out. Yeah, exactly. It's like just plays on your FOMO. It plays on like... And really like that's such a big thing to play on because we are social creatures uh-huh. and like that is hardwired that we need to be in a social like setting to be safe. Totally. So fear of missing out sounds like a really like trivial thing, but it's not at all. It's no, like, it's totally real. It is a big fucking deal because if you are not in a community, you are going to get eaten by a saber toothed tiger. That's mm-hmm. the way our brain thinks. Yeah. But now like these communities that we're like creating like are the saber toothed tiger. Right. You know, it's fucked up. It is fucked up. I just do. I do want to apologize to you, Jolie, who needs to edit and to anybody who's listening that I'm jumping all over the place. But it's just hard not to because I feel like it all kind of is the same thing. It's like, you know, there's things that like Facebook is doing that also Google is doing, you know, so to like separate the things that I'm talking about doesn't really make that much sense. Yeah, because if it's like one type of thing, then just say who's doing it. Yeah. (laughs) So it's just like all over the place. Aside from agreeing to terms of services and, and stuff like that, I think like a good way to think about what accepting terms of services is, is like accepting to be like softly surveilled. You can like have all of my my information. And like, what's just crazy about that is like, then that information is sold and like used for all sorts of things. And in some ways, okay, cool. Like a profile on me. And now I like see leggings that I want. And right. I like that. And oh, my friend's nearby. Like, thanks for alerting me about my friend or... I'm going to turn on my facial recognition. So anytime somebody posts a picture of me, I'm tagged. So I get that like social whatever, but it's like, that's not really the point. The point is not to make our lives easier. Like the point is to obtain as much information from us as possible. And, you know, when you think about like the 2016 election, you know, like I don't totally want to get into talking about Cambridge Analytica, but like that shit's crazy. Like making, making all these personality tests that people are like, yay. I mean, I took some. I mean, I'm sure you did too. I'm like, sure I did. Or like even the um the post where it's like, what was the, it would ask like a random question where it's like, what did your dad say to you when you did X, Y, Z? And it's all just like information harvesting because people yeah. like will say things and they don't even think about the fact that, oh, this is a bot. This right here is a Russian bot. Yeah. This is not a real account. Like if you look for two seconds, if you just click through and say, what what exactly am I replying to, to like mm-hmm. be a part of, you see like it's a, you know, eagle in a hat, eagle in a like American ball cap. Yeah. It's what the fuck? It's really terrible. Obtaining this information and targeting things that we might want mm-hmm. is also allowing discrimination. This person fits into this category and we don't want them to have affordable housing. So don't send them those ads because like that person, you know what I mean? Right. And it's like profiling times 9 million. So I, I'm friends with a lot of social justice warriors for whatever that phrase might 
know, me to you in particular, but just people who like really just want to call out abuses of power. Like mm-hmm. those are the people that I'm friends with or that I, you know, it, at the very least follow if I don't know them personally. And a lot of times their accounts will be soft banned and they'll be like, you know, I had three, four, 500 likes on this one post and all this engagement. And all of a sudden I have nothing. Yeah. I mean, that shit is real. And I mean, they're just saying like basic things like white people have more rights than black people. That's not a, like, that's not a hot take. No. That's a thing. There are like bots that can mass report accounts, you know? So it's like somebody who like hates equal rights could like, you know, make a bot and then just go after someone and mass report them. And then their account is fucked. And then there's not really anybody paying attention. I got reported for saying white people, by the way. You did? Yeah. And I got reported for saying women. You got reported for saying women? Yeah. Because I was making a joke about a post that I had literally just made as a like bro dude. Oh my God. No, like, it's so can stupid. You fucking look at this man. Look at the like dialogue. I posted something about feminism and I'm clearly joking. I got like banned from posting stories on Instagram because I called my friend who's super hot that bitch. In a hot picture of her, I wrote or I wrote like this bitch or something with heart eyes and I got reported for bullying. So I wrote to them and I'm like, that's my friend. Your bots are fucked. Yeah, it's your bots are incels. Straight up though. <laughs> like really? So, you know, now because of all the soft surveillance by companies and all of our personal information being monetized, now there's like actual data brokers. Like it's actually people's job to like buy and sell data sets. Yuck. You know, and also it's like, oh, well, there's a, been a data breach or... I mean, just fucking I everything. get that shit all the time. Me too. Google is constantly being like, you need to update your passwords. I'm like, again? I know. I've what like are you run, doing? I've run out of passwords. Like, I don't, I don't fucking remember anything. I'm going to have to like actually buy a service to like produce passwords I for know. me. That's what I want to do too. Like there's different websites or whatever that will yeah, like, save like, automatically do it. Yeah, because I don't remember most of my passwords. And also like my passwords, when I make them up myself, I'm like, anybody could guess this. Oh my God, I want to tell you something funny. So I got a bond from my grandma when I was like really young. I tried to cash it and I guess they like don't do that anymore at banks. So I had to send it into the treasury. On the treasury website, because like I was like, this is the treasury. I need like a serious password. (laughs) I did one of those Google generated ones, just thinking dope. Like, okay, I'm going to go there. But because of their security settings, you have to enter it in like manually on like a pretend keyboard on the the screen. (laughs) So you're like like, uppercase, lowercase. It's so bad. (laughs) I'm just like, what the fuck? As we all know, Facebook is crazy. (laughs) But, But look what I wrote. Let's talk about Facebook, who heavily hits the dark design. Fucking junkies. Oh my God. Are you feeling some sort of way? (laughs) I'm like, fuck you, Facebook. So I do on our website, I have like some photos and stuff just about different pop-ups, like of when you change your privacy settings and like what it looks like either way. And they're different. I want to talk a little bit more in depth about the location history stuff because this is weird. So a Facebook user might think that location history lets you control whether or not Facebook is like watching you. But when you turn it off, they're still using your GPS to track you. So that just means like other people won't be able to see your location. Like on Facebook. On Facebook. Yeah. But Facebook itself will still be able to see your location. Yeah. And you're able to turn that off like in your phone's operating system. Right. But nobody like informs you of that. And if you aren't reading a bunch of stuff about this, you're like, oh, well, I already turned it off. And that location data is used for ad targeting, continuing to kind of mold 
who you are. And this like, I would think has larger implications for people like stalking. Oh, 100%. I read something so scary. I want to find the actual percentage here. Have you been following the Kanye Kim thing? No, but I wish. He's insane. He's straight up stalking her. He bought a house across from her. Oh my God. Like he's been threatening. She has a relationship with Pete Davidson now. So he's been like threatening Pete Davidson and like posting crazy shit. He's been like obsessively sending things to her house, posting like messages that are supposed to be private. Is and that... everyone's like, oh, Kanye, you're so cray. It's like, no, he's fucking dangerous. Is that why he was wearing like a ski mask over his face at the... Probably. Yeah. He's fucking... Like, that's the kind of actions that people take before they assault somebody. And he's been like threatening to assault Pete Davidson. Yeah. And he is just like mentally unstable in general. Yeah. And didn't he want the divorce anyway? Like, wasn't yeah. he the one who... Well, he was like, obviously, like he was having issues and she was like, you need to get help. And then she stopped like enabling him. Yeah. So he left her, but he like never really got over her and he's even dating somebody I and know, he's still like I know. obsessively I... stalking her and threatening her. He's nuts. I feel bad for her. Just I like, like if him. she ends up murdered, people are going to act like they're surprised he did it. Like, no, he was showing all the hallmarks of being an obsessive and controlling and manipulative person. Well, and even during their marriage. Yeah. Holy you know? shit, man. Like, yeah. Like what did he say? Go. Like talking about how like he wanted to abort North or something like he just said some like super even if you did you don't say that shit like Like once you have the kid just fucking let it go right that's gonna come back to your child man and even if you did like that's not something that you want to put on a kid no man yuck god i wish i could find this um is it like a statistic on stalking rates Yeah, it was a statistic based around like that you can find, I think I actually wrote this in my notebook and maybe didn't put it back down, but like using somebody's, being able to see like the last five places that somebody's been, their five digit zip code, and like one other thing that is like super stupid, you can identify like who that person is. So say that you're like a celebrity or, you know, really anyone who accesses that sort of data, they can then find out where you are and then like find out everything about you, you know, and like get your real name. And they're triangulating you at that point. Yeah. I wonder what happened to this because I'm having a hard time finding it. And I know that I typed it. I wonder if I accidentally deleted it or only left it on my other notes. But there was some sort of data leak in 1996. This is from an article called Data as a Fingerprint, Why You Aren't As Anonymous As You Think Online. It's convenient to pretend it's hard to re-identify people, but it's easy. The kinds of things we did are the kind of things that any first year data science student could do, which is just like revealing homes of soldiers. Taxi logs were compared to paparazzi shots, like finding out stuff about like Bradley Cooper and Jessica Alba or like German researchers were able to identify people based on their anonymous web browsing. And oh, my God. And evidently, like this is something that you learn like in the very beginning of school, you know, in your first year. This woman, Latanya Sweeney, she's a computer science graduate and then became the chief technology officer at the FTC. This guy, Weld, she used his zip code, birthday, and just like knowledge that he was at a hospital because some of the stuff that was leaked was like hospital records. Oh my God. She was able to like find all sorts of stuff, track him down. And she sent this information to his office as kind of like a fuck you. As like I, a, this is more dangerous than you're taking it as. 
Totally. And so in her later work, because this was a while ago, she showed that 87% of the population of the United States could be uniquely identified by their date of birth, gender, and five digits of code. So it's like, think about how many times we're asked to fill out like that specific subset of information. Oh my God. I mean, often. Yeah, all the time. You know? So when you think about that, it's just continuously like making us our digital self, you know? Like even what you were saying about like memorializing our Facebook is just kind of like strange, like to think about that. Well, people also have a hard time relating to the fact that like your digital self is your real self. It's an extension of your real self. And that's why they do things like terrorize people online because they don't think of it as real, but it's like all of this shit can be very real. Yeah. And, and if, it, if you don't think it's real now, it could, it could have real implications later. Well, I don't know if you ever saw the like Black Mirror episode where it was like everybody was getting like points or having them taken away. I mean, I don't love it, but like... No, it was a great episode. I enjoyed the episode in a very horrified way. Totally, same. And like they started doing something sort of like that in China, you know? And And people are getting seriously fucked over by it. Yeah. And I mean, I I do think in many ways like discriminated groups are already being affected by this kind of stuff. And I don't just mean like racially discriminated Against, like, you know, like mental also, illness or, yeah. you know, people who have had drug, drug convictions, like. Yeah, exactly. It's like nothing goes away or like even being a sex worker is like a yeah. problem, like how you can't be one, even though it's legal, like on the internet and like the implications that you're not a person of value or something because of all of these things, like right. your job, your mental health, how much. And how easy it is to like just research someone based on their name and get to like all of this stuff that might not even be related to their name. Yeah. I mean, it's really, really scary. There was another person named Yves Alexandra de Montoya. We're just going to go with that. He is a privacy researcher and he found that the vast majority of the population can be identified from the behavioral patterns revealed by location data. So it's like if you look at everybody's approximate location based on the nearest cell tower, you're able to uniquely identify 95% of people with just four data points of places and times. 50% of people could be identified from just two points, you know, and the four points can come from all sorts of stuff that's publicly available, you know, like our home address, work address, geotagged Twitter posts, geotagged Instagram posts, you know, just all of this. Metadata that is in every single picture that you take, unless you specifically say don't tag it. Yeah. No, I mean, that shit is scary. It is really scary. Yeah. It'll like say. I mean, that's the same way that FBI agents track people is by triangulation. Like you have three or four cell towers and you spot it in the middle and you can usually figure out where someone is. Exactly. Within like a mile. Yeah. So it's very scary. A lot. Yeah. It even says that We're teaching people how to be stalkers. Well, seriously, it literally (laughs) says this here. He says, location data is a fingerprint. It's a piece of information that's likely to exist across a broad range of data sets and could potentially be used as a global identifier. The author of this article says, particularly for the working population, this is a stalker's dream. Yeah. You take the same routes all the time. It's like you're going to work. I'm going to go this way. You can And there are cameras everywhere now, which is good and bad. It's very like dystopian and creepy. Yeah. There's this one person who created a style of makeup that is very much based in like just throwing off public surveillance cameras. Wow. Yeah. It's incredible. So um, this guy, Chris Vickery, he's a, like a security researcher. And he says, if you want to be a functioning member of society, you have no ability to restrict the amount of data that's being vacuumed out of you to a meaningful level. 
you know? And because of this, there's no way for us to give informed consent about what's going on. You know, nobody has any fucking clue what's actually happening. We're tricked into just saying yes through design. And then we're all just like kind of being fucked over. It just feels as though there's no privacy or like even really control over our own shit. Yeah, you should have control over how you're viewed within your world. I read a research paper called The Biggest Lie on the Internet, which was by somebody named Jonathan A. Obar and Anne Oldorf Hirsch. They're both like professors, one at uh, UMich and the other at the University of Connecticut. But this is basically a, a study that's about like people who just ignore terms of services. Like they were joining a fake social networking service called NameDrop. And the results revealed that 74% of people skipped reading the privacy policy, selecting the quick join option. An average adult's reading speed is 250 to 280 words per minute. So that means that this would have taken 29 to 32 minutes to read. Jesus. Terms of service would have taken 15 to 17 minutes to read. For those who did not select the option to just skip it all, they read the privacy policy for 73 seconds. Oh my God. All participants were presented the TOS and an average reading time of 51 seconds. Most participants agreed to the studies, 97% to the privacy policy and 93 to terms of service with decliners reading for 30 seconds longer <laughs> on the privacy policy and 90 seconds longer on the terms of service. It's not even that much to be like, oh no, I don't want to agree to this. Yeah. And oh my God, it's just so crazy. Like the stuff that they they wrote in it were just really funny. Like about like giving up their firstborn Oh my God. Child. Yeah. Implications are revealed as 98% miss name drops as name drop the fake apps terms of service gotcha clauses about data sharing with the NSA and employers and about providing a firstborn child as a payment <laughs> for SNS access. Oh my God. I mean, it's the truth. I mean, I'm just like, yeah, oh, totally, whatever. I read it. Yeah, it's sure. Like, what I'm are, sure it's boilerplate, whatever. Yeah, it's like, what are we agreeing to? But I don't to? even know what boilerplate is. So I don't know yeah, why I'm so like laissez-faire <laughs> about it. I have no fucking clue. <laughs> Like anything, anything could be written in there. And I'd be like, sure, why not? Just get me, get me to the front page. Right. It's like, excuse me, I need to like check my DMs. Or Google <laughs> is constantly changing like terms of service for advertising. And I'm like, I don't, I don't even read this. I'm just like, sure. Well, same. So Google's <laughs> actually in some trouble. The, a bunch of U.S. attorney generals are actually suing Google right now because they've been profiting off location data and like lying about it. Carl Racine, the Washington, D.C. Attorney General is who's leading the campaign. And he says, Google falsely led consumers to believe that changing their account and device settings would allow customers to protect their privacy and control what personal data the company could access. Uh, the truth is that contrary to Google's representations, it continues to systematically surveil customers and profit from consumer data. You know, and these accusations are like a really big spotlight on dark patterns. So how are they getting around that? Uh, what do you mean? How is Google getting around yeah. it? Well, I think that maybe they're not anymore. So they've already had issues with like employees and different human rights groups and, you know. Like whistleblowers essentially being like, this is fucked up. Do you see that you're still doing this even though you said that you're not going to? Yeah. but So now they're just like straight up being like, we're not gonna. And then just doing it anyway. Yeah. It's not even like tricky language or something. Well, it kind of is. I don't mean to put you on the spot. Like, No, it's okay. I have all the information here. I just want to make sure that I'm saying the right stuff because I'm pretty sure that this is actually an active lawsuit. The other attorney generals are from Indiana, Texas, and Washington. 
So Google has been manipulating users to access location data. So think about this. You just download a new app, right? And then all of a sudden you get a pop-up saying like Google, for some reason, like wants to track your data while you're using that app. Right. You know, and then you allow it. I mean, sometimes I will click like only while using app. Yeah. Sometimes you have to, like you can't use the app unless you have that. Exactly. Like, I mean, that in (laughs) itself is like fucked up and it like kind of makes you think. And it's on your maps too. So it can just track you when you're moving through space. Yeah. It's very weird. But yeah, so they're saying that it's totally impossible. There was a three-year investigation that was followed by a report by the Associated Press, which was saying that even when you explicitly tell Google not to record your movements, it still does. Uh, Google claims that if you change your device and account settings, you're able to protect your data. But the attorney generals maintain that it's just a load of shit. They surveil you no matter (laughs) what settings you choose. You know, it's the idea that you would be able to only be tracked while you're using the app. But in reality, they can't do that. Like it's just not possible. So they have to track you the whole time. You know, I'm not really sure. I I don't know. Either way, it's like sneaky as fuck. Yeah. And the snooping is both on like Android smartphones and other devices that use Google search, Google Maps and Google Photos. But anyway, a central complaint in this lawsuit is that Google is relying on dark patterns to undermine consumers' informed choices. These tactics include repeatedly prompting users to enable location in certain apps and claiming products won't function properly without enabling location. So you can't opt out. You're not informed that you're able to protect yourself in your own account settings. And also for people that use Android, which it is a Google thing, they're like really lied to more about it. Like they don't inform you at like all. That, there's not that extra protection of like Apple saying like, hey, this thing is using your location. Are you sure you want to continue doing that? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Apple does the pop-ups where it's like, this app has been using your location. Do you want to continue allowing it? And it'll do that like every couple of days. Yeah. And I like that. Even but- with stuff that I have said like, yes, you can use my location all the time. It'll still say, are you sure? I think that's great. Yeah, I think it's great too. A Google spokesperson, Jose Castaneda said the accusations are based on inaccurate claims and outdated assertions. (laughs) We've always built privacy features into our products and provided robust controls for location data. We will vigorously defend ourselves and set the record straight. But yeah, I mean, location data is what allows Google to really be awesome with digital advertising. In 2020, they generated nearly $150 billion in revenue from digital advertising. Oh my God. Yeah. But they're, so they're looking to find Google, you know, because a big complaint is that location data is super sensitive, like not only because people want to be secretive, but because you're able to expose a person's identity and routines and that's just like not safe. No, not at all. Like at all. For anybody. That's so frightening. We all are just like so lazy and like that we don't take the time to read. But it's like, okay, I'm reading this. Am I going to like suddenly change my online behavior? Like, I doubt it. Probably not. I think people bank on like a very like um, apathetic mindset towards things that are, like you said, boring. Yeah. Or like, you know, oh, well, I like getting the targeted ads because it's like, yeah, makes my like, life easier. I am looking for lighting right now. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, there's these benefits, but in like reality, like there are a lot of drawbacks. Yeah, there are benefits that are like distracting us from like the real purpose of just like getting our data and selling it. Yeah, so let's see. I think I have a little bit more to say about Facebook because Facebook does something called dark ads. I'll get. I'll actually get to the dark ads in a second. So Facebook is like schoolyard bullies. Like the shit that they did with that Meta. 
Meta shit. I don't know if you heard about that. Like that Meta was already a company and they had they had asked for the name of this company for a long time. And the company kept saying, no, this is our branding, man. You can't just have our name. We're, we're not interested in selling. And finally, they just said, okay, well, we're going to take it. You know, I'm sorry, but like Zuckerberg <laughs> is a reptile. Yeah, I don't believe in reptiles, but if I did... I only don't even believe in reptiles until I see him and that weird fucking face he has. All the baby rays in the world can't cover up your lies. Right? Trying to pretend you barbecue. You don't barbecue. Right? He eats bugs. That's it. Because he's a fucking <laughs> lizard. <laughs> Licking his eyeballs. What does the location history setting actually do? This is like when you want to turn that shit off and then like you can't really turn it off. When it's on, the company will maintain a time-stamped history of where you go. The company can use that information to target you with what it considers relevant ads while also showing you where your friends are and where Wi-Fi is. You can turn it off, but then you're still being targeted with your location for advertising. <sighs> Facebook does not agree that this is a dark pattern. Uh, well, they why say would they? People choose in their... OS, whether Facebook can access their device's precise location and on iOS, when we can. A spokesperson says, if people have chosen to allow us to access their device's precise location, they can then choose to let us know whether to share, to store a history or only use their current location. Some products like nearby friends require access to background location for this reason. Our intent is to be as clear as possible, but that's just like a load of shit. It's not. And then they have the dark ads, which are ads that are only targeted to certain people and they're not shown on a timeline. What? So there's like no way to know about them. You know what I mean? So there's that guy who I was talking about at the very beginning, the guy who's like a critic of of social media who is having a lawsuit now against Facebook because he single-handedly found 1,000 fake news reports on him, articles and stuff to like slander him and shame him. Are you him. fucking kidding me? No, I'm like totally serious. It's like super fucked up. Ooh, wow. Way to Mask. keep your nose out of the dirt, Facebook. Oh no, we'll do you one better. Right? Well. It's just like totally <laughs> crazy. So this is that thing I was talking about, that GDPR, the Max Schrems guy. He's arguing that these companies use a strategy of forced consent to continue processing the individual's data. The law requires that users are given a free choice. He had found something like a thousand on his own. And the issue around it is like if they're having like some sort of new thing that's rolling out soon called ad some shit, you know, it doesn't even matter. It's just like some new ad service. Yeah. Some new thing where they're kind of like allowing you to protect against misinformation. But if these ads are being targeted to the people who want to see them, the people who are being slandered will never see them. So it's like, okay, cool. But like... This is like some Cambridge Analytica stuff. It really is. I mean, it it is literally the same thing. There's not any sort of accountability for it. You know, it's like in regard to Cambridge Analytica, wasn't that like backed by the Russian government? Yeah, it it was a Russian disinformation service. Yeah. Which we will actually talk about more in my next episode. Oh, cool. I love this continuity. Yeah, right? It, it's just I weird. just can't even... Like the fucking unmitigated gall of that specifically. It's not even just like, hey, we think this might be true. It's like, we're going to specifically take down this person that we don't like. Mm-hmm. And they're not going to be able to see it and respond to it. Exactly. And it just... It's not only dangerous in regard to stalkers or like any of this, you know, and right. like the misinformation. It's also like dangerous for our democracy yeah. and humanity, you know, because if you already are like a bigot or, yeah, I mean, really what any, anybody's beliefs, like you can really push it either way. 
Yeah, you know, you, all you have to do, and I'm gonna I'm gonna say this right now. Like, I was making a costume, and for the costume, I had to look up how to make a fursuit head because it was relevant, and because I thought that that would be the best approach. And I watched two videos, and then all of a sudden, I had nothing but furry content on my fucking YouTube. That is so nothing funny. but furry content. <laughs> so if I really wanted to like indoctrinate or like push somebody into being a white supremacist, it would not take long for the algorithm to match that. Yeah. You know, and if it's, it's like if you're seeing this and you think it's news and you think it's relevant or like some friend talking about it, then you believe it. You never see the other side. And it's just right. really it's really dangerous. I've really just been very roundabout here, you know, because it's like, okay, this is about dark patterns, whatever. But I really think that the dark patterns are just like this little tiny thing that actually does all this other stuff that's really bad. Right. They're like offshoots of it. Exactly. So it's like there's the seed, but then there's like all the like soil around the seed that helps it to grow. Exactly. And like what that means for us, you know? Yeah. Because it's like, okay, like we're letting them create this profile of us, like, based on where we shop, where we go eat, who we're friends with, this and that, like we're giving them that permission. So then we're also giving them the permission to manipulate us, like not only like through shopping. Yeah, through like the the types of news that we get to see. Yeah, even. and I think like eventually like uh, like through blackmail too. It, yeah, you know? fucking sounds like it. You know, stuff like that. Like that thing with the guy that like Facebook targeted with misinformation, Max. Max something, where's his name? Max, I'm going to call him Shrek. Uh, Max Schrems. I was close. I was very close. But like that, that is above and beyond unethical. Right? That it is really is. Absolute insanity. There is no way that you could spin that to be like, no, we were protecting ourselves. It's like, no, you were participating in a disinformation campaign or like a misinformation campaign. Yeah, he's campaign like a huge critic of them and what they do. To get back at this fucking guy. You no, know, it's super fucked up. And I guess something like he found like those thousands, but then after the fact, when they had supposedly taken them down, he had found 500 more. And it's just like- Oh my God. How, how are you going to keep up with that? You're not. So Facebook also owns WhatsApp. And there was like some shit around WhatsApp, which people really like because it's encrypted. Nobody can really look at your conversations. Right. You know, similar to like Discord and Telegram. Facebook owns WhatsApp and they always like have promised that it would remain encrypted and be private just overall. I believe them implicitly. Well, so (laughs) your conversations are private, but everything else you do on your phone is not. So Facebook used dark patterns to carry out a major data heist by linking WhatsApp users' accounts with their Facebook accounts in 2016. Up until last year when there was a terms of service change, right, like where everybody had to read it, WhatsApp users were not informed that this had been going on since 2016. They were never able to say no. And also, I don't think that they understood what those privacy implications would be. Like by linking that account, you've already agreed on Facebook to like do all this shit and now they're attached. Right. And now your information is being used. So some of the account stuff that they've been taking is your phone number, logs of how long and how often you use WhatsApp, information about how you interact with other users, device identifiers and other device details like IP address, operating system, browser details, battery health information, mobile network, language, time zone, transaction and payment data, cookies and location information. What the fuck? All of that. What use could they possibly have about your transactions? 
I mean, they say that it's like to... Can you like protect people through WhatsApp or... I don't know. I actually don't use WhatsApp. Neither do I. I know it's like it's big in other countries. Yeah. Well, Benny uses it to like talk to family in Mexico. Like WhatsApp and... um, I was going to say snack pack, but that is not... (laughs) Snack pack? Snapchat? Snack pack. What the fuck? I like never got into Snapchat. People always ask me if I have one. Neither did I. I kind of like tried for a second and then I was like, I can't, not with one more thing. And like stuff about like the IP address and stuff like is especially... That's troubling. Well, I mean, it's a thing. So like on Instagram, some people that I know who have lost their accounts multiple times are now device banned or IP address banned. You know, same thing on TikTok. Why I was saying that I just got this new router is because if you're deleted, you won't be able to make a new account on that IP address. I know that you have an IP address for like your your Wi-Fi network, but don't you also have an IP address for your, your phone and your computer? Yeah, so you can have a device ban as well. So that's why like oh sometimes God. you'll see, at least in like my work community, people that have like 10 phones. I mean, I have two phones right now and like need to have another phone. It's just insanity. Because even if I had a backup account on one of my phones, if one of them was nuked or whatever, then I could You'd lose I would everything. lose the other one too. Yeah. And that's why they're on separate accounts, which is so stupid because I'm not doing anything wrong to begin with. I can understand the use for people who post the kind of content that absolutely should be restricted, like child it, abuse totally, content and totally. like white supremacist stuff or like people who are clearly doing things that are like more illegal than just like doing drugs, you know, that kind of stuff. I don't know if it was you that told me the, the story about the TikTok model moderators and them like not getting mental health services. I don't think that was me, but we have talked about Facebook, their moderators, because they, the Facebook moderators have to watch some of the most vile, awful shit you have ever, you could even imagine. Like you can't even like think of like, what would be the most awful thing? It would be worse than that. No, I I get it. I once saw child porn on Twitter and it was like the most upsetting thing I've ever like seen you can't, in my whole life. It's something life. that you can't unsee. Uh-uh. And these people are going through and having to like watch this and like report it. Mm-hmm. It's cruelty. Yeah, I think I even have something about that. Like the average time that the moderators are looking at stuff gets really fast. Something like 90 seconds per fucked up thing. I can remember like, watching something for three seconds and like automatically being like, no, scrolling past it or like reporting it. But even that like, you know, three to five seconds can fuck you for life. Seriously. Especially if you have OCD like me, like it replays in my brain. Dude, I'm stressed out. OCD and I like, it haunts me. Yeah. It's just like Like, really horrible. It really takes a person to a place that they would never think of to go. And if you don't have mental health support past that, or if you aren't saying, okay, well, I'm actually able to do something about this because I'm watching it just to catch the person. Yeah. Like, right? You're just watching it. You've just watched it. You've watched it and you have nothing that you can do about it. So I can understand like device blocking for people who do that kind of stuff. But like, I don't feel like device blocking is appropriate for someone who like accidentally shows a nipple. It's like what you were saying too. Like, I'm sure some of your friends who are activists could be device banned or... I mean, really anybody. It's really like, oh, well, watch out. You're stirring the waters. We're uh not interested. Exactly. I do have like a little test here. Um, It's like a cookie consent test. The rules. The game is only played in this box. Your end goal is to say no to all cookies. Follow the instructions on each level. This game uses all the texts and tricks of normal cookie consent pop-ups and banners. So don't blame me if it's too hard. Reject all cookies. Am I doing it? (laughs) 
oh my God. And these ones reset back. <gasps> so already lost. Yeah, I already am <laughs> like, what the fuck? Do So there's a website also called darkpatterns.org. And they have a best of or like, you know, super crazy. You'll never believe. Yeah. It's like, you know, like the hall of fame of like really, really insane dark patterns. It's a hall of shame. So there's like a Facebook makes it tricky to decline an invitation. Oh, well, my Twitter account is suspended and I'm not allowed to perform this action. Oh, no, I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. But here, you know, if you want to take a look, I can't I can't interact with it. But it like doesn't let you do it. And when you think about that, it's like if you have an event coming up and you invite people. You want to get an actual view of like how many people are coming. Exactly. And it's like if everybody's suddenly doing, oh my God, so what? You say no and then all of a sudden you don't get that person's updates anymore? Like that is just really weird. I can understand that being like a, you know, hey, do you want to receive invites from this person? Because sometimes you like, I, I yeah. used to have a lot of promoters on Say my Facebook. So, annoying. so I had to, I had to be like, I never want to get another invite from this person because it's going to be every, like, you know, every five hours, I'm going to get another invite. Right. And I think that that should be allowed, but just to say that you can't go to something. Yeah. It's like a, you know, it's Sunday, weird. like party for somebody's like grandma. Here's what here. So in order to refuse cookies, Facebook makes users click a button titled accept cookies. The restricted committee also considered that the information given by the company is not clear since in order to refuse the deposit of cookies, internet users must click on a button entitled accept cookies displayed in the second window. It is considered that such a title necessarily generates confusion and that the user may have the feeling it's not possible to refuse the deposit of cookies. And I mean, it's the truth. That's insanity. Like it feels like you have to do it. That's like flat out deceptive. And like a lot of people don't even know what cookies are. They're like, okay, whatever. Yummy. I love cookies. I'll take them. Yay. (laughs) But yeah, so there's a a ton of these. Oh my God. The New Yorker sends a fake final demand letter to trick users into resubscribing. Reddit has a whole bunch of them too. Google AdWords. In summary, let's wrap it up a little bit. In summary, we need to start actually reading things even when they're boring. Yeah, we do need to read things when they're boring because this is just, it's really dangerous. What you were saying before, like people with felonies, like if if our data is kept forever and we're able to use it for different things, like what if you're up for parole or, you know, there's a custody battle or, you know, things like that. Like certain things can be taken out of context and used against you. Yeah, absolutely. And we're just saying, okay. And that's why I think it would be really cool if we also implemented a, a law here like the EU did to demand your data be taken down. Yeah. You know, that should just be like a right. You should have the right to say, no, I don't want any of my data. Yeah. To I, be publicized. I totally agree. And that's how I feel about Twitter. It's like, I don't want my profile on read only mode. I don't yeah, you want. Should, you should be able to just not have a profile anymore. Yeah. If you want it removed, you should be able to just completely fucking delete it. Yeah. Just get rid of it. It should be allowed. Yeah. I it's think not it's like strange. people wouldn't be able to find it on the way back machine anyway. So if they're really like, no, we want, we want there to be right. Rec- There's always a record of everything that right? you've done. But it's like, I don't need like customers or, you know, things like that finding it and then no. be like, whoa, what the fuck with that? What happened? And I'm like, Ugh, I don't want to talk about it. I want that part of my life erased. Right. (laughs) Get rid of it. They've already essentially erased it. They should just like completely delete it. It's insane. But, you know, uh, in the grand scheme of things, my Twitter situation is not as serious as all the other stuff. 
that we couldn't even get into, you know, like uh, voting discrimination. Like, yeah. you know, all, there's just so, so many places that this manipulation fucks up and the future is really scary. Well, thank you for terrifying me. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> I'll see you on Instagram later. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Click and accept all cookies. Yeah. It's like, yep, fuck it. <laughs> That's how I feel. Already though. done. I'm just like, okay, okay. You already have all my information. Just well, and I think that that's how everybody feels. And I, it's actually like a dangerous way of thinking. Yeah. Apathy you know? is, is a lot more dangerous than people give it credit for. Apathy is all it takes for like bad things to happen. 100%. Like most of the time, it's not about somebody wanting to do harm. It's about somebody just not caring mm-hmm. enough to say no. No, it's the truth. Or not, not even not caring. Sometimes it's just like, what am I going to do? Well, you're going to be one out of like a million people who stands up and says, this is unacceptable. Yeah. Or like, that's that whole thing about like when you yell fire or something. Instead of rape. Yeah. The best way to get around a situation like that is if you see people, especially like the recent incident where a woman was being assaulted on a train and everybody just stood and videotaped it. You need to look at people and say, you, blue coat, call 911 you help me. Like you have to actually point at people to snap them out of that. Like, oh no, something bad is happening. Yeah. It's totally insane. Like my mom was mugged and there was people there. It was like daytime and nobody helped her. They just like watched it. I would love to believe that I'd be the type of person who would do something, but I don't even know. Maybe I wouldn't. Maybe I'd be like so stunned that I just stood there like, oh, better take a record. Yeah. I don't know what I would do. I've only been in a situation similar to that once at the park, I think I've told you about this, like a little girl fell over a fence into like a drain Oh my thing, God. Uh, and nobody helped her. Everybody was just watching. And I went over and I pulled her out of the drain and I looked at everybody. I'm like, what's wrong with you? Where is her mom? <laughs> right. Why weren't any of you concerned? Yeah. It's, it's baffling to me. Yeah. It's just like, what is happening? And the mom had like been distracted with a smaller child. And I'm glad that I went. And did something because clearly nobody was going to. I I can understand the bystander effect, but at a certain point, I feel like we do kind of assume that somebody else is taking care of it Mm -hmm. instead of being like, you need to take care of it. You can't guarantee that anybody else is calling, that anybody else is paying attention. Just fucking help, man. Mm -hmm. It's not that challenging. The most that you can do sometimes is to even just call 911, but that's more than like just standing there and being like, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. But yeah, no, no heavy, apathy. Heavy stuff. No apathy. Read the terms of service. No location tracking. Yeah, the internet is scary. Yeah, it's really scary. And that's the moral of the story. Truth. Yeah, so what are you going to talk about next week? So piggybacking off of this, like, everything is scary. The internet is scary. I was going to talk about how the Cold War never really ended. It just shifted. This is so relevant for right now. We're potentially not creating weapons of mass destruction, but we are using data and commercial opportunities to destroy other countries. Mm -hmm. Hell yeah. (laughs) I'm so excited to hear about this. Yeah. And it gets into like the the Russia stuff and especially because the the Russia stuff is escalating again. Yeah. Not that it ever really stopped escalating, but it was like more on a back burner. And uh, getting more into how China has moved from outright saying we're going to destroy you to just being like, "Mm, we're just going to like make sure that your entire country collapses. Yeah. (laughs) Like that's what's happening. Just like low key, we're going to make sure your entire country collapses under the weight of like debt and poverty. 
That's just so horrible. And how uh, China has also started buying up a lot of property in Africa in like a really fucked up way, like through charitable giving or like helping people by giving it's like money. like to take over their continent or something. And then, and oh then essentially like when people can't pay the terms because the terms end up being insane, they then own whatever they've built. Oh my God. And like treating the African workers that are working alongside the Chinese like dirt. Well, that's awful. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to learning more about it, but... Not, Can't say I'm looking forward to in, it, but not with, not with smiles. <laughs> I'm looking forward to crying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm looking forward to being educated and then hating being alive. Oh, fabulous. Mm. I can't wait to do that for you. <laughs> you can find out more about us on iRedAThing.com. And we are, in fact, on the social medias. We are. Or whatever that's worth. <laughs> so you can look up I Read a Thing or I Read a Thing podcast. It's usually one or the other, depending upon whether or not somebody already had our fucking title. <laughs> and we will see you next week. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Oh.